0: Hi, it's Adrian here, the host of Talk Design Podcast. I would like to welcome you to a special series that I've created with the AIA Austin chapter. This is for their Homes Tour, which will be held in October on the 22nd and the 23rd in Austin, Texas. This Homes Tour I've been to many times and it's a wonderful event. It's really well curated and incredible homes on it. And this year, we've got homes from a bunch of Austin's best architects and some really exciting projects. I've had the pleasure of interviewing each of these architects about the project and about the nuances of the project. So when you get a chance to listen to these podcasts, you're really going to find out some special little tips and have like a tour from the architect through each of these homes. The other thing that the AIA Austin chapter has done is they've arranged for webinars with the architects who have homes on the tour. These will kick off on the 21st of the 9th, and then they will run through to the 12th of the 10th. If you look up the AIA Austin's home tours schedule, you will find these listed there. This would be something really special. In the meantime, what I would ask you to do is subscribe to the Talk Design podcast. You'll find us online at www.talkdesign.show and on every podcast platform that you care to listen on. If you can subscribe there and then go to the latest series, which will be the AIA Austin Homes Tour. So have a look for that and dig out some of your favorite architects. There's lots to learn. And then if you are going to make it to the tour in person, you will also learn a whole lot more about these homes by listening to what the architects have had to say. You'll also see on our website some amazing photography by Leonard Fomansky, who has done the photography for the tour this year. So thank you for listening, and I look forward to presenting each of these architects to you in this AIA Austin special series. Take care and enjoy. My guest today on Talk Design. Tim Cuppett and Dave Kirkpatrick from Cuppett Kirkpatrick Architects in Austin, Texas. And today we're going to discuss and dig into the journey of Belmont Park, a home that you'll be able to see on the Austin Homes Tour this year, which is 2022. It's something special. I'm not going to go into it too much, but I'm going to let the guys tell you about this home and the journey that got us there. So welcome, Tim. Welcome, Dave.
1: Thank you, Adrian. Thank you. Uh, I'm Tim, joined with by Dave here uh, as the project architect on the house. And so um, I get to dip my finger in and, and do some editing on all the way through, but, but Dave did, did the heavy lifting on this one.
0: Isn't that nice? That's great. Yeah, Come <laughs> right
2: afterwards and say, why'd you do that?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tim, Tim's got plausible deniability. Um, yeah. So Belmont Park, guys, tell me about this project. And, and let's start out with the client brief, which would be really cool. Just sort of give us a bit of runway on what, what the client asked for. And then also what you had to work with.
1: Um, I'll talk for a minute and then Dave, maybe I'll have you supplement with whatever I'm forgetting. Um, the, the client are a couple of empty, empty nesters, uh-huh. and, which, was, which was kind of a luxury to begin with. So the, the program uh, necessary to satisfy them was, was a little bit smaller than a normal house. They have children in college who they, who are welcome to visit for very short intervals, but not to move back home. So, nice. so it, it, uh, on this steep hill of a site, it gave us a, a reason to split the program up, uh, into what, what the couple will use and then what their visitors will use on a, on a different level. Um, Dave, t- why do you, uh, they're uh, they're very different from each other.
0: Robin yeah, right. and Gene.
1: We'll use their first names, Robin yeah. and Gene.
0: Yeah. So they're very different in their needs or their um, wants for the property? Uh,
2: I I think Gene could probably spend the rest of his life living in something very modest. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Robin... Uh, Robin might appreciate a few finer things than Jean does. He'd be happy to hang his hat on a nail and she'd rather live in something a little, a she, little more polished.
0: She'd prefer a a uh, hat rack at he least. You
2: bet. Yeah. He's a nail guy. She's a hat rack. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and so when I look at the photos of Belmont park, um, it looks like it was uh, finished on the outside for a nail guy, um, although perfectly formed for a hat rat girl.
1: <laughs> you got it. I, I think that is a
2: terribly astute observation. Yeah. That, that was more or less the, the idea is that we would create this um, sort of pure geometry of, uh, of a building that's almost expressed as a, um, I, I always like to think the building to try to kind of express it in its simplest means almost as a cartoon of a building um, and, and then treat it in a very graphic manner from there in the organization of the fenestration. Mm-hmm. So this, this is a very abstracted, familiar shape of a gabled house and what can we strip away? What can we leave out? How bare bones can we make the form of this thing? And then let's clad it in some very rough hewn materials. So its uh, minimalist shape would appeal to her. And then these, you know, rough hewn materials would appeal to his sort of ranch hand yeah. sensibilities.
0: Yeah. Looking at the photos to start with. It it made my heart beat, you know, because it felt like it could be anywhere in the woods. And yeah, the 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 the, the giveaway of it is is that it's perfectly formed. It's it's not a lean to. It's um it looks like it was deliberately created, but to perfectly be in its environment. When we were discussing before we started recording, uh, the site and the uh, location. And I'll get, you guys can tell that for people. That was like really cool. That was, uh, okay, so this is actually where it is. It's in a pretty urban setting. And uh, it's a short walk to the coffee shop kind of thing. And yet it looks like that you're in the woods uh, and you've come across a maybe a, a ranch, a secondary dwelling on a ranch or a third dwelling on a ranch that houses people. So yeah, tell us about the location, and yeah, obviously there were some maybe challenges with that location, but also what that location delivered up for you with a lot of beautiful mature trees.
1: Well, the uh, the site is is of it's central as central as as you can get, just Mm. west of campus, um, along above Shoal Creek, uh, on a cul de sac with a very short street frontage, but then it widens out. The wide side of the triangle runs along the creek um, and it's got some beautiful heritage oaks on the site. Uh, the, the, and it actually occupies the same spot where there was a former house. Um, and w- we did that because it is pretty much hemmed in by trees and when you, when you visit the house you, you it, it feels like the house is just swallowed up by the tree canopy.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: and so it made sense to work on top of the footprint of the former house. Um, the former house did not have enough redeeming qualities to keep it in place. It's just kind of everything about it was, was in the way of an opportunity to experience the, the Creek and the, and the land falling to the Creek, um, so it made sense to tear it down, yeah. Uh, but use the footprint.
0: Had, um, had the owners ever lived in the former house?
1: No.
0: No. no. So, so they bought it knowing that they were buying a site?
1: That's correct.
0: Cool. Yeah. That's a, a, a very different kind of brief than somebody who's lived in the house and then um, is attached to some parts of it before you uh, destroy it or knock it down. No,
1: I, I think I they I think- knew that- what's that um it was a it was a downsizing for them yeah do uh we saw the house they they are from austin they've been here a long time and we saw the house it's funny this the site they moved from was kind of similar to this one but it was a much larger home right and i think this was this was a result of their kids finally going off to college
0: gotcha and were you guys involved at all in the um selection of the house that they bought or were you engaged pre them, um, buying the house or were you, uh, once they'd already bought it, they came and knocked on your door.
1: I, I recall looking at the site before they bought it, mm-hmm. but I don't recall looking at other sites. Right. I think that maybe they just consulted us about, is this the right, is this the right one?
0: The final choice.
1: What uh, can we do with this?
0: Yeah. I was going to say that that is a a wonderful position um, to be in when somebody is actually, even before they've, you know, pulled the trigger on it, they are going, Hey, are we in the right spot? Is this the right place? Um, And can you work with this? You know, what, what are our limitations going to be too often? I find people uh, pull the trigger on a piece of land or on a renovation and then find out that the, regulations or whatever aren't going to suit what's in their head that they're dreaming of having.
1: Right. It's nice to be involved before, well, while they're making their site selection.
0: Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it makes
1: a big difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, so tell me with this particular house, if uh, if we, it was a brick house originally, and I think that there's real gold and uh, I'm not sure whether you guys do this on your website or anything, but there is absolute gold in a before and after um sort of expose on this house, even though the house was knocked down. It's not the house that was renovated, but just what a site can offer uh between what it had and what it, c- it could have in the future. There's a there's a journey in that alone and the opening up of how this uh the place that you guys have done, where one was like a, a you know the Great Wall of China, a brick wall right across the front of the <laughs> property. This is nestled into the property. This has got beauty, and it takes it journeys you from the minute you see it.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that we've shown anybody, or we've shown very few people, um, the original house. But I think the original house was a was an exercise in what not to do with that site. Mm-hmm. And I think it was good for that house to be there for us to see it and go, "Oh my gosh, what a disaster! If this house were not in the way, we could do this and we could do this, and we could do that and I think ultimately um and as I recall when we started on it, I think Tim went away um for a week or so or maybe a couple of weeks and and came back and had this or four, months. On. Yeah, four
0: months <laughs> or
2: four months or sorry. <laughs>
0: And that gave you time to get the job done, Dave.
2: (laughs) Here's what you're going to do. But I think there was this aha that, okay, what's, what's wrong with the existing house is that there is this incredible site and a creek and what feels like a nature preserve in the middle of the city. Yeah. And when you approach the house and when you walk into the house, you don't even know it's there. So we need to give you a glimpse of what the site has to offer as you approach it. You don't have to go into the house to understand what the site should be about. And and that whole idea and what what the existing house did not offer, I think is what drove this idea that the house should be a bridge and we should try to capture site water and funnel it down through and below the house, back to the creek. And when one enters the property and approaches the house, they're aware that the creek is below and you have the opportunity to decide if you're gonna go up and across a bridge to the front door or am I gonna go down through the canyon and go experience the creek? So I think the new solution really gives a visitor a a very quick opportunity to understand what the site has to offer without having to go through the front door and find it.
0: Yeah. I think this is a really valid point of great architecture is that the site informs part of the form that gets built on it. And uh, whilst it's about the home and the people and the function and everything else that happens, the site tells you a story and the, the original was completely blocked. It, it, the site wasn't getting to tell any story. It wasn't the opening up to give any mystery. It wasn't giving you any runway to what it could be. And uh, in fact, it was taking all that away from you. Um, so with this narrow front, how did you go with things like, you know, cars, um, you know, pe- people parking, stuff like that? How did you choose to separate that off and, and make it, work so that it didn't dominate the home because it um, it doesn't have a back lane or anything it's got a creek
1: correct well it's so um so it it is we handled it the way the previous house had handled it and that is well it's always the 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 biggest challenge the first big challenge is how do we get rid of the cars Mm -hmm. as quickly as possible because the cars are always the problem on almost every job uh this has a very small street frontage with a, so a a defined curb cut that we had to use. Um, Then the very first thing you come to is the mass that is the garage, which comes forward to the setback line, Mm -hmm. um, which is just like the old house. Beyond that, it's nothing like the old house, except that it occupies the footprint. but from the beginning, it was always these two masses, this garage mass toward the front and then this the house bar behind it. Uh, and before we even knew how we were going to divide up the program and what was going to go where, we knew that we were going to carve this canyon underneath the house. We were going to leave a big void in the middle mm-hmm. and, and, and they have that experience of that internal canyon um, and then and then we worked the program into that and it was kind of perfect the program was perfect for this because as i mentioned the program was a couple who wanted to live on one floor yeah. in addition to that they had their kids wing and he works from home his office is at the house and he wanted he wanted a private entrance well the entrance to his office is at the is down in the canyon so oh, it was wow. kind of perfect so he can have visitors pull in park Yep. And all he's got to do is tell him to come down to him rather than going across the bridge to the front door.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. So I, it, uh...
1: I think
2: the other, I think the other thing to mention, um, the, the former house suffered from the same thing that many houses that, that you see going up every day that are too big for their lots mm. where you, you are on the paved street. You enter the paved driveway and the paved driveway goes all the way to the front door. Mm. And it is just hard from the street all the way to the door. And so in, in this case, the we stop the motor court. And there is a moment when you leave the motor court and you walk into the landscape and the house is pushed beyond. So there's a separation of, probably 15 feet from where a car can, where a car has to stop and where the front door exists. It is removed. The house is pushed back into the
1: landscape. That's- I and and I, the old house was very thick. The new house is very thin. thin. Yeah. So what we did was we pushed the new house to the back of the former envelope and we picked up that extra garden in the front.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it, it it like these kind of things when people are at the home, these kind of pieces are, are part of the story of, you know, taking that moment. So you you arrive and people will arrive on foot on the tour, um, but they'll arrive, mind you, that cul-de-sac will be full. They might have walked a little way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it
1: thankfully, Adrian, there is another house. On the tour, that's that's a block away.
0: Oh, really? So you can do the so, walk between. So the walk
1: will the walk will be worth seeing two houses.
0: Ah, oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. That I think that's really important as well. When when you tell people that, so they can park somewhere between them, or at one end and then walk down, walk through, and then come back yes. again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me being a person who goes on the tour and sees every house that's on the tour over the weekend. Um, and then there's the people who do, you know, three or four that they pick off um, that, that they've choose. So yeah, that's a really cool tip.
1: Yeah. This'll be a two for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this thing where we, we walk in and as you say uh, you get through the motor court and then you immerse them in the, in the site. So you pull them into the site at that point and into the nature of the site before they enter the house and, Dave, to your point, like it's, it's just way overdone. Let's just lay concrete for miles around the front of this thing and the car becomes the defining factor. It's like a, a television becoming the defining factor of a living room. Um, you know, th- there, sh- there should be more to a place than that. And uh, whilst they'll both need to be there, this is a great way of resolving that. And uh, it'd be really nice for people to recognize it. Tell me a few quick things that would be you would want people to get the experience of and enjoy uh, that they may not find otherwise when they go into this home. Now, what would be some things that are from both of you, like these key points that you, you love from it, points where you may stand and get a vista or a little experience of like, you know, listening to something or whatever it may be.
1: I know what mine is. Dave, do you have something in mind? Um, yeah, I mean, my,
2: mine is probably for, a, for a, a small slice of the population that's going on the tour. But for me, the, the bridge um, from, from an architecture per square foot perspective, the bridge where you enter the house and the living room, screen porch, sort of the the primary public space of the house is is very heavy on just laboring over the details. You know, the the ceiling joists align with the the fall protection screen at the stair, aligns with the entry back at the door, aligns with the planks on the door, aligns with the planks on the bridge, and so on and so on and so (laughs) forth. And I can't tell you how many hours and days and weeks and months of my life went into laboring over that stuff, which I think on on most. Thank projects, you, Pilgrim
1: Builders, for building that, too.
0: Yeah, right. I, good call.
2: Yeah, because I can only draw so much and then just hope and pray that it turns out. Right. <laughs> those guys are great. Uh, Pilgrim and Enabler are just awesome. Um, but I think those details are I don't think everyone recognizes that they exist, but I think if everything is quiet and comes together, it just feels good. And I think the reason it feels good is because somebody tried to put it all together
1: without boogers and mistakes.
0: Yeah. 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 And
1: it's a it's a very quiet thing. I have another quick story that's not going to this house, but I have to say it. I was standing in another tour a few years ago, and this was a similar, same, same project team. Dave did the heavy lifting. I got to point and talk Um, and I'm standing in this house and I look down and the, the coursing of the fire brick that's in the floor at the hearth. Well, the fire brick is coursing with the wood planks of the floor. Yeah. And and they had to cut each of those bricks the width, the right width to course with the floor. And that was something that I didn't know about. But I, I discovered it, you know, just standing there. But that I think, but that kind of uh, order yeah. gives a calm 100%. to the place, and people don't recognize it. But it, but overall, it you you kind of feel like oh, it's so cohesive, yeah, and it's and it, there's a calmness in the place, and this house has a lot of that going on. Um, the
2: it tickles your OCD, and you don't know why.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be really interesting to ask Gene if he's noticed any of those details and Robin, how many times she's pointed them out to him.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. My favorite moment in the house is uh, this, this is the, in the way that it's arranged, there's a screened porch on the Southeast corner of the house and uh, two faces of that porch are open to the landscape. A third face opens to the living room, and the fourth face opens to their bedroom.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, each, the separation between the porch and those two living spaces are a single leaf lift and slide panel that's about 10 feet wide. Oh, wow. That disappears into a pocket. Mm-hmm. So, I'm hoping the weather is good the weekend of the tour because we'll have those completely open and it makes the, it, it makes those three root, those three spaces. One. They yeah, flow. beautiful circulation.
0: Yeah. 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 And
1: it's, it's, it's pretty special the last time. And I was there when I was there with Leonard. Uh, yeah. I wasn't there with Leonard to shoot. We were there to preview something. Um, there had, it had just rained And the creek was flowing and it was loud and Robin had those doors open Mm. and that, that sound was filling the house. And Mm. it was like, Oh man, this is, this is what this is about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: if it rains that weekend, it's okay. If it rains on tour weekend.
0: Yeah. Well, if it rains on Friday and um, let some decent water into the creek, and then uh it's fine on Saturday, Sunday, that would probably be about perfect. It and and also you get the uh the enhanced smell of the bush, you know, the trees and with the damp. Um, makes it really beautiful. Makes it really yes. beautiful. Um, I love that both of those. And and Dave, to your point, you know, the order of things, people can just think that you're uptight. But what it does is it removes the uptightness from other people. And they don't know why. But when things have an order, then you get the opportunity to, to surprise people with other things. Otherwise, their subconscious is trying to deal with the lack of order in things. And their, their brain's busy already just doing what it's doing. Um, and then you don't get to calm them down and then give them moments as easily as when you have beautiful order. Um, I
1: think that's right. Yeah, it's the, calming.
0: It is. It just, a, it just removes reducing, noise.
1: It's just removing noise. That's yeah. what it's about.
0: Yeah. And, and this is uh, so often, you know, people miss that uh, this is what great architecture does as well. Beyond housing people and you know giving them experiences, this is what it does. It it it, calms, it creates calm, it creates rest, it creates order, it creates all these pieces that uh and nurture human behavior, um, gives them space to focus on other things. And the other one is is that when you know you're touring this house, and you go, oh, um the, these three spaces connect. I, I might never live that way. Remember that this home was designed for empty nesters who do live that way. And if family come home, they're in the other pavilion of it. So they're separated from it. So this is how they live. Uh, So, again, referring back to the brief and what the site has asked for, this is how great architecture comes together to create those moments. Um, This isn't the house for every family or anything else. It's the house for Robin and Jean. Um, guys, no, I, I I love I think it. That's
2: very important. There's there are so many people. You know, one of the one of the most exciting things about the tour is to not stand there with a name tag so nobody knows who you are, <laughs> and you get to hear people talk about the house, and they're like, "Oh my god, this house is Like, who would live like this? This house is ridiculous." And I always think you have to understand that this house was not for you. If it yeah. was for you, it'd be
0: different. And, and that's the genius of what you do is unwrap what is for them. And when you design a home, you design it for the site and them. It's why it's a custom home. And that's what you bring along with all the other pieces. But that's what you bring is a story alive for them and that site. Um, exactly. And and that's the genius of of. Again, architecture, but architecture can go two ways with this, and it just happens that you guys are very focused on creating it that way, because then there is the architecture where the um, vision is to create their space and their place, and you will fit into it. You know, one that they're, they're very different approaches, and you yeah, will yeah, find both. And and don't confuse. In this case, definitely, Tim and Dave come from. This is Robin and Jean's home. Neither, they'd probably both be happy to live in it at some point, but uh, it's not designed for them. <laughs> it was you never know, designed for why, you guys.
1: Uh, and we, we only, we only, we choose to only design homes for homeowners. Mm-hmm. That's what we've done. And that's what, because we just like that part of it. You that's know, it's the, not a public place, it's yeah. a private
0: place. The joy of the journey. So, yeah. As you go through this home, remember the client brief. And then really I would love that they put, it would be so good if they put a before picture up so that you could see that while you were taking your shoes off outside, that would be magical. Um, You know,
1: what we could do is we could put a before photo at the, at the driveway at the curb cut. Yeah. Because the photo was taken from the curb cut.
0: It would be great.
1: Put it on an easel, just hang it there on the, on yeah. the side that would be good
0: it would be good because the site gets to come alive with what you've done and also understanding that uh the difference between gene and robin and you know this that that thing again is the sensibilities that both of the clients have have been delivered in this. And whilst you may, as couples, think that you're incredibly opposite in what your needs are, that's part of, again, um, the great architecture of being able to pull that story together so that it creates both sides of it. So if you stand at the driveway and pause for a minute, and if, if they can, if you, if you guys can get an original photo there of it, then consider what you're seeing right back there and then let the journey unfold to you and go across that motor court and then start that journey into nature uh, and see where it takes you. I think uh, you you guys, uh, I think you've done an absolutely beautiful job and I'm looking forward to seeing the house in person. We'll talk again soon. Cheers guys. Bye. Richard's
3: magic arrows is brought to you by the architect marketing Institute clean simple sugar-free magic arrows that hit the mark for fast results let's fire a magic arrow into this week's problem now i know fee pressure is one of the biggest things facing designers it doesn't matter what level you're at there is no one golden bullet for it Uh, if it was it was probably select the right type of clients but if you're in a situation where you're being pressured on fees i'm going to give you a way of dealing with it and it's by asking say three questions and this is called takeaway selling so this is where you kind of offer something up and then you take it away and see if they follow you it's almost like imagine if you had some hot chocolate cookies and you had a plate full of them you put them in front of someone and then they went to reach out and then you you pulled it away and you see if they get up and follow you it's that type of thing so this is called takeaway selling so the first question you ask you say well why don't you just leave the situation as it is why why make the change That's an unusual thing for a designer to say. Why not just leave it as it is? And see how they answer. And then you might say, why did you want to speak to me? Why did you not get someone else? And see if they follow you. See if they answer properly. And the third question would be, well, why not do it later? Now, by asking these negative questions, you're going to get a lot more information out of someone than by trying to convince them to do it. Because by pulling the plate of hot cookies away They're either going to react or they're not. And if they do react and give you answers and explain why it's important, then what they're doing is telling you how important something is. Now, while these magic arrows are great for fast results, when you're ready to run better quality projects from clients who value great design and are prepared to pay great fees, I've got a special training just for you. Go to archmarketing.org forward slash talk design. Take your magic arrow and fire at will.